Hello, this is Jenny Bell from Clarington, Ohio, and I'm listening to Barbecue Central. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? You have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate two feet before we nursed. Oh, listen, Laverne, it's shit I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are into the second hour. It is the Barbecue Central Show, and we do it live right here every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. We talk about barbecue and grilling stuff and other food-related items, and sometimes they don't have anything to do with barbecue and grilling, but it's food. Boing. And as J.M. used to say, we cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. This portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. And if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And Ted Conrad has uh, given me the go-ahead. They will be continuing on next year as a sponsor of the show, so we appreciate Fireboard sticking around, no doubt. Still to come on this show, Sam, the cooking guy, makes his triumphant return. So looking forward to catching up with Sam here in about 13 minutes. Don't forget, you can follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram, Twitter, slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday, episode 97, as we creep ever so close to 100, we'll take you back to November 15th, 2015, where we had, I believe at that point, second time guest, Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker. I had had him on the very first time four or five years prior to that, so that's how long Noah and I go back at least. Uh, I mean, we're getting on 10 years now, I guess. That's not right. That's not right at all. It's four, yeah, 10 years, I think. 10? Something like that. We talk about his background. We talked about how he got into business with Pit Barrel Cooker and uh, how he was able to take a segment of the market. I mean, back in the day, ugly drum smokers were a huge rage. And it wasn't. Because they were sexy by any stretch. Ugly drum smoker for a reason. Some of these things were hideous. You just kind of piece it together and it kind of fit together and other times it didn't. And it was an ugly and it was drum and you could use it to smoke. And it was an ugly drum smoke. Enter Pit Barrel Cooker. And now you have a company that has decided, hey, we're going to use this size container and we're going to initially powder coat it which ultimately gave way to powder or uh, porcelain coating and the pit barrel is 
very basic as far as firing it up and using it. Not a lot of stuff you need to do to it. Kind of a set and forget it type of a thing. But it's a good-looking piece. It's a good-looking barrel. So much so that neighbor Desmond stole my pit barrel cooker. Get that big stuff out of here. I mean, I can see it. It's right in his yard. I see it. But it's not like I can go over there and take my property back because he could cave my face in. So I just look at it longingly like he bought it and he didn't because it's mine. But he really loves it. And it makes my heart happy that he likes a cooker so much and it just happens to be one that I like a lot, the pit barrel cooker. So that's what you have to look forward to for the best moments this coming Friday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast because it's the only way you can get it. The only other way you can get it is if you have to visit the website every day to make sure that you don't miss any new posts. I want to quickly go back to last week's show just for a second. One of the other things that may have appeared to have been glossed over in the actual show but got a lot of heat in social media following the show was the reveal of who this pitmaster Ramon is. You know, the guy pictured on the subway propaganda who was supposed to be cooking their briskets. My source, who has still not given me the go-ahead to use their name, so I will neither confirm nor deny that it's the same source that Daniel Vaughn credited in his piece a couple days ago. But after numerous amounts of tweets... From my account to the Subway corporate account, I was finally able to get a confirmation tweet from Subway on this past Wednesday. And if nothing else, this proves that Pitmaster Ramon is an actual human being, which is what a number of people were questioning right from the beginning. Also, to further bolster the validity of my scoop, Daniel Vaughn's article that was posted this past Friday stated the exact same thing about Ramon. That he is a person. He does work for Sadler Smokehouse. And he's got 30 plus years in. He's one of their elder statesman pitmasters. Now the most important part of Daniel's article. And it was well written. Go to tmbbq.com to check it out if you didn't read it. He also credited this show for breaking the news originally. And or initially. Although he claimed to have had this story written and put to bed, and it was just sitting on his editor's desk waiting to be posted, which ultimately cost him the scoop. I guess it's one more reason why I'm happier that I don't have to work through an editor. Now, while I don't have to work through an editor, uh, while I don't have to work through an editor, I will continue to do my due diligence instead of just throwing up news stories for the sake of trying to be first on this or first on that. And as I said last week, I will not do reckless journalism on this show just to say that I was first with a story. I'm happy to let others break news if I can't confirm through my sources what the validity of a story actually is. I don't want to be known as the show that propagates fake news. Now, all that being said, great to work in, let's say, separate tandem. I don't even know if that's a saying. With a professional like Daniel Vaughn on this story to bring to life who Pitmaster Ramon is. And that it was not a traditional marketing gimmick being used by a big corporation, but in fact, 
It's an actual employee of the business that they contract to cook their briskets. Now, the weird thing is that Dan and uh, Daniel's actually going to be on the show in a few weeks, and we'll be discussing this story further on uh, either of our sides. But if you read Daniel's article, he really went at it pretty hard to Sadler's to say, uh, or maybe it was Subway, to get confirmation that Sadler's the one. That, and nobody's talking about who's a client or who's contract or anything like that. I mean, come on. It's like I was just talking about with the Traeger pellets. If you think putting them in oil is the best way to make pellets, scream it out loud. Be loud and proud, baby. If Subway thinks contracting Saddlers is the best way to make brisket, then scream it out loud. Hey, at Subway, we use Saddlers Smokehouse because we really love their product. And you got dudes like Pitmaster Ramon making these briskets. Of course, we want to put them all across the country. But no, everybody wants to be hush-hush. That adds a layer of stink to the whole thing, and I hate that. Be proud about who you're kind. Trust me, Subway, nobody's believing that you have pits out back and you are the ones smoking the briskets. Nobody believes that. Add a little legitimacy to your barbecue chops and say we're contracting a real Texas smokehouse. Saddlers in East Texas. Do that. Come on. So stupid. By the way, let me revert back to the thing that is just taking the nation by storm the last couple days. And I can't believe it, which continues to be the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Do you realize that people are getting stabbed to death Uh over Popeye's chicken sandwiches? According according to BNONews.com, a man has been stabbed to death in a fight over Popeye's chicken sandwiches at a food restaurant in Oxon Hill near Washington, D.C. The sandwich, which went viral on social media, returned on Sunday after being sold out for weeks. The stabbing happened at 7 p.m. on Monday, which is when I typically stab people. When officers were called to Popeye's Restaurant in Oxon Hill, a community in Maryland about seven miles outside of Washington, D.C., officers found a stabbing victim, and he was rushed to an area hospital where he died of his injuries. Prince George's County Police spokeswoman Jennifer Dolan said, we've been able to determine preliminarily this is related to the release of the chicken sandwich. The individual was in line, a line specifically for the sale of the Sandoz, When another customer and he got into an altercation, that ended up with the victim being stabbed outside the business. Asked what preceded the argument, Dolan confirmed that someone had cut in front of the other. Also in the quote, for you to get that angry over anything, for that type of anger to develop into this type of violence is very sad and tragic. I agree. We need to take our cues from Popeye's chicken expert, Craig Barr. He did not fight anybody. He didn't stab anybody. He's not killing anybody. In fact, he's unimpressed with the sandwich now that he's had it. I mean, my question is, is Popeye's reveling in this mania? They're like... It's even better than it was in August. People are killing each other and fighting each other. There's a whole other story about a fight. 
Or are they a little embarrassed? Like, hey, I mean, we think the sandwich is good too. Let's not knife fight each other to death. Knife fight each other. Knife fight each other. Come on. I mean, if there's three people or four people in line waiting for the chicken sandwich, I'm 50-50 on if I'm even going to bother waiting at that point. I'm probably not going to wait. Sam the Cooking Guy coming up next. We'll touch on Popeye's with him, too. He'll have a take, I'm sure. Southside Market, established in 1882, the oldest barbecue joint in Texas, owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow-smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, manufacturing sausages for companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants. Southside can be on your menu, too. All meats are processed right there in the on-site USD-inspected facility. Trusted partner with focus on quality and authenticity. Shipping options nationwide via the FedEx or through food service distribution channels like Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can also follow your recipes or help you develop something new. Private label opportunities available as well. Visit southsidemarket.com for more information. That's southsidemarket.com. And while you're at the website, be sure to use promo code BBQCENTRAL, all one word lowercase. That's BBQCENTRAL for 10% off your entire online order. This time, the next time, your 100th visit to southsidemarket.com. Always enter code BBQ Central for 10% off your order. Oh, by the way, they're back next year as well. Thanks to Nick, uh, Nick and the guys and the gang and the gals and the whole crew over at Southside gearing up for a great 2020. All right, we are back with Sam the Cooking Guy. Plenty to cover. Stick around. Be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. That's right. And in just a few short weeks, we are going to have that Smithfield National Barbecue Championship. The top 24 teams are selected. They are going to be making their way to New Orleans, Louisiana, for uh, I think what ends up being a total of three cooks in order to crown a Smithfield National Barbecue Championship. And, of course, the cool part of this whole National Barbecue Championship is it is not relegated to just one sanctioning body. KCBS, IBCA, FBA, NEBS, Pacific Northwest Mountain Barbecue, all that. All of it. It's going to be great. And we'll see how that all turns out here over the next couple weeks. If you want to know who's in the top 24 and who'll be competing, go to smokingwithsmithfield.com and you can check all of that out right there. 
I don't think this is going to work myself, but I guess we'll see. Hey, my next guest blows it up all over the YouTubes with over a million subscribers that eagerly watches cooking videos. Oh, dear. Wait a second. Let me go. All right. Stand by. Uh, let me start again. My next guest blows it all up over the YouTubes with a million plus subscriber base that eagerly, eagerly, eagerly watches his cooking videos. He does cooking classes as well. He's written a number of cookbooks. I think he's actually writing a new cookbook. Was it two months ago when he was on? He was talking about uh, their title says November 7th. It does. It should say November 5th. Sorry. I have 7th on the mind, and I'm not sure why that is. I'll have to go back and check that. Um, I thought he was writing a kid's book the last time we talked. Uh, he has won a bevy of, I guess, local or regional Emmys. Travels the world. He was in Japan recently. He was somewhere else more recently than Japan. Maybe we can get him to talk about that. But most importantly, someone whom I love to talk food with on a monthly basis. So we race to the hotline and welcome back friend of show, Sam, the cooking guy. That's right. There he is. No, not there. What? I used to have... Now, hold on a damn minute. Barbecue Central Show, right? Did I undo all... Man, I used to have the dial tone sound effect. I took that out. Oh, no! Damn it. We suck again. That's terrible. The, the nerve of me taking that out. I can never be trusted... With sound effects, I mean, what happens if somebody stands me up? I mean, there was nothing funnier than going, making the whole intro, knowing that nobody was there, and then dropping that phone line. Hilarious. Let's see what we got going on here. Sam, you there? Wait. I'm just trying to get my Bluetooth working. Bluetooth? Get your Bluetooth working. Uh, uh... Go ahead. Freaking technology, man. I don't know what the deal is with this. It's it's the best until it's not working. But, uh, all right. Uh, so you work work on that and then give me the high sign when you have it working. I'm going to do uh, a different Popeye story. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. All right. A lot of background noise. Uh, allow. Ugh. Oh, jeez. Do I have to get yelled at all the time when I'm using ad blockers too? I mean, can we just get off? Here we go. Don't forget to give me the high sign when you're ready. Uh, Popeye's customers brawl and staff turn on each other. That's right. Now we have the workers turning on each other. Oh, stupid ad blocker. Uh, Amid long lines nationwide for the restocked Chicken sandwiches. One determined man even resorts to pushing broken down car through drive through to get one. This is insane. So, obviously, the guy getting stabbed to death is far worse than what I'm about to tell you. But 
This just goes to speak to the mania of Popeye's chicken sandos. Uh, fast food fans have been seen desperately trying to get their hands on Popeye's hugely popular chicken sandwich after it returned to restaurants across the country on Sunday. Sam, are you completely taken aback by how crazy the second round of Popeye's chicken sandwiches? Somebody was stabbed to death over the weekend for that. Dude, I do not freaking get it. I mean, look. It is not my favorite food in the world. Popeyes or chicken sandwiches or both? Popeyes and or chicken sandwiches. But take my favorite food. Uh, let me think about it. Let's say the best steak that I've ever had from any restaurant ever. Yeah. The best. The best. Right? Would I wait in line two, three, four hours? Would I wait in line for an hour? No, not a chance. Mm. I do not know what's going on with these people, man. I do not. And the fact that it went so effing bad that somebody died. Did you hear my show from last week? Yes. I There's a guy suing Popeye's chicken because they ran out of chicken the first time. I'm, come on. And luckily, he got his hands on a new round of chicken sandos Friday. But his review to me through text message yesterday was, it wasn't as good as Chick-fil-A. I mean, that's not creating any additional sense of urgency on my part. So I missed the whole first round of Popeye's Chicken Mania. I, I, it was totally off my radar before I caught it wind of it at the very end. But then it was all gone. Like, you just couldn't get it. So I was like, eh, fuck. Now I knew it was coming. And I still have no desire to get a Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. I mean, how good can a fast food chicken sandwich be at the end of the day uh, i can tell you you ready yes it fucking can't that's right it can't it can't do you want to just be one of those me too people i don't mean me too the the me too i mean I, I, the one where you, hey you, i you, ate you, a chicken sandwich as well. well right you mean well yeah. yeah no no it's it's just it's mental i can't believe it doesn't it. make any sense other than if you stand on a street corner and look up yes people will also look up of course if you wait in line for you know somebody so we, we shot you remember we shot in Tokyo in our, our uh, next uh, part two of top 10 things in Tokyo will start airing tomorrow yeah uh, we did a we did what is known as a YouTuber meet and greet. We met with uh, told people we're going to be in in Tokyo and and we're going to be at this restaurant at this hotel on this night for like an hour and a half, and people showed up. Hmm. So we're there, amazing people. We're having a great conversation. And somebody said, have you thought about doing a pop-up? And I said, you know, before we got here, I thought about doing one here, but oh. it just started to get complicated, and I didn't know how to do it, and I could have figured it out, but I just didn't really have enough time. And this particular trip was dedicated to shooting the show, not doing uh, Sam the Cooking Guy, not not taco stuff. Yeah. And the guy said, if you did this, people would come in droves. Really? And I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, my ego is going like, oh, my God, I have so many fans. And then he said, 
Japanese people will hear there's a pop-up. Oh. They don't even need to know what the product or food or service is. They'll wait in line for it. Really? So there's something about this, this, this. You can't have something. It's only going to be here for a short period of time. It's super special that makes people nuts. Hmm. Well, I mean, Popeyes has done it right from a, a marketing standpoint, I guess. Yeah. Maybe they've gone over the top. I mean, would you want to have something that was, was causing people to get murdered or people were rushing other workers of a fast food joint? I mean, would you, would you want that kind of marketing oh, success? When you put it like that, then of course I would. Yes, of course. <laughs> right. Well, what, think about this. Okay, let, let me take you back to your younger years. You're, you're in high school. Yeah. There's a girl that you're sweet on. Ooh, I know who it is. But she hasn't let... Can we give her a name? Let's just call her Kate. We'll call her Kate. Yeah. Uh, you haven't kissed her. You've not hugged her. You like each other, but she's kept you at bay. Much like any young woman in Cleveland being stored in the basement by some creeper. Oh, not stored. Like, we prefer kept against their will, if it's all the same. Kept please. against their Thank will you. at bay. Right. Trying to hold them back. Right. So one day, Kate says, I think tonight maybe we can kiss. You? And you're like, all right, tonight's my night. And then the night comes, and she's like, maybe tomorrow night. When the night comes, you're insane, right? Right? I think it's these fucking Popeye's fucking chicken sandwiches. Man, man. And they don't even look that good. <laughs> no. They don't even look that good. We we I did my version of it, honestly. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get forget- I'm gonna get to that here in a sec. Now uh, I'm not telling you how to run your YouTube channel contests for the million subscribers. Somebody says, I'm not going to tell you how to do something. And then they continue, they're telling you how to do something. I'm going to tell you how to run your YouTube channel contest for the million subscriber, although I'm late. How, late. how in the sweet fuck am I not invited to come out and do video with you? I mean, I would pony up 50 or $60 cash even if that's what it takes. I mean, wouldn't we make a great video together? I mean, crying out loud. We've never met. On some level, part of me thinks maybe we should never meet. You know that expression, you shouldn't meet your heroes? Yes. If I meet you, what if what if suddenly I have a completely different opinion of you? I, it, right you, now, you couldn't. You're right here. Yeah. Where my hand is above the above what you can see on your screen. Yeah, that's my opinion of you. Hmm. But what if I meet you and you're gross and you get dirty feet and you smell and you you know <laughs> you're rude and shit like that? I mean, it might ruin it for me, dude. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm pretty true to internet life in real life too. I have a feeling yeah. you are too, no doubt. Uh, so. You, you drew the million subscriber winner. So, I mean, uh, for the folks that just very brief over you, like, what do you, what's the million subscriber winner contest getting? So, we're, we're flying two, uh, two guys in from uh, Sydney, Australia. Mm. 
They'll come to San Diego for three nights, four days. I mean, I don't know how they do that in, you know, TV show contest terms. Uh, they'll come to a couple of shoots. They'll we'll hang out at Not Not Tacos. We'll have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Yeah. And, and and just have generally have fun. And then we'll say, get the hell out and yeah. go back from whence you came. Are they going to be in a video cooking with you? 100%. What, cooking? Oh, yes. Like on, on no, the business it, end of the camera. They will be definitely on the business side of the camera. Yeah. But I can't say for sure if they'll be cooking. Oh. I, I don't know what their food skills are, mm-hmm. but we might do some classic uh, Aussie thing together. Maybe they'll do some prep work for you. They could do that. Yeah. I like them. I like their sense of humor. I like the, their style. And they, they, you know, other people were uh, sent more videos and were more deliberate in their approach. But the one thing I said in this contest, just show us how your food life has changed. <laughs> and I didn't even say because of me. Just tell me how your food life has changed. And these guys did that. They used to cook shit, and now their their food level is way above shit. Hmm. And they were just very funny and casual and natural and, you know, like I hope that I am, casual and natural. Yeah. Uh, Sam, let me ask you, because I, I get this question from time to time when people know you're going to be on. Um, there's a lot of YouTube hopefuls out there and i have a few fans that have started youtube channels of varying formats uh you know all cooking channels to some degree so as someone who has built obviously quite a juggernaut that you have when it comes to recipes and shooting yeah when we watch one of your videos have you already done this cook in advance once or twice for practice or timing or anything or do you just let the tape roll and whatever happens happens Sometimes. Sometimes I've made it. Sometimes it's a suggestion. And I'm like, I like this. I'm going with this. I'm going to try it. And look, I'm not a... Prof- I, I, I stopped short at calling myself like a professional chef. I didn't go to culinary school. Yes, I have a restaurant. It's very small. But the food is the stuff that I can handle. I'm not doing foie gras and fancy chicken and steak dishes and stuff like that, right? I know what I can do. Mm -hmm. Which means that when I have an idea about something, uh, most recently we did a, a, uh, what's today? Yesterday we did a steak steak au poivre. The the pepper stick, which by the way was great, great. Um, I had not made that before, like that. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I know the steps, I know the procedures, I know the ingredients, I know how to do it. And I'm comfortable enough with my skills that I can pull that off. Mm-hmm. And I think I did okay. I mean, the steak was beautiful, the sauce was delicious. Like, if I make something and it's complete shit, I will say that. Yeah? I, I, I've done that before i'm not gonna not do that now um but if you're asking advice in terms of people it just depends what your style is look my style is uh, i can take a casserole dish of chicken that comes out of the oven burn my hand drop it 
How'd you do that? I'm sorry. Just don't. It's okay. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> I, I could take a casserole that I've made of chicken, something that took 40 hours to make, which wouldn't be my style. Take it out of the oven, drop it on the ground. The, 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 the casserole dish smashes. I could then pick up the chicken, put it on a plate and eat it, and then talk about how good it is, and people would accept it because that's my style. Yeah. So somebody that's new, they have to establish their style. And because this works for me doesn't mean it will work for them. You know, I worked in the very beginning of my career for uh, almost a year doing uh, a two-minute on-air cooking segment twice a week. I wasn't paid for it. And they didn't offer any money, and I didn't ask because I knew I needed them more than they needed me. Sure. Those were my, my, that was my time to learn how to be on television. You got to learn your shit, and learning what your style is is maybe the most important part of that. Sam, the cooking guy, joining me here on the show. Um, let me follow that up with somebody who's obviously got a very keen eye, who is a fan of yours. His name is Eric. And he says, when Sam shoots at his downtown location, the kitchen appears to have Bosch. Or pl- <laughs> when, when you shoot at your downtown location, I don't know what that means. Go ahead. Um, the kitchen appears to have Bosch appliances. How do they compare to what he has at his home location? Also, do you plan to do some type of a video showing the new kitchen area? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, um. I don't know if you knew it or not, but Eric is French for stalker. Uh-oh. No, Eric has got a good eye, yep. and they are brush. And I have decor at, you know, when you see me cook outside with the big Evo grill yeah. and all that, that's uh, the inside stuff that I have there is decor. And I would put decor, honestly, up against almost anything. Hmm. I'm very happy with it. It works. It's got just a shit ton of heat when you want it. It's really good. The Bosch that I have downtown is okay. And maybe they make a hardier version, that, but it doesn't quite... The version I have there doesn't quite compare to the decor level. But I don't know that I'm comparing apples to apples. That's the thing. All right. But I'm very impressed with Eric. Yeah, no doubt. So are yeah. you... Are, do, you have, do you have two different... I mean, do you not live in the house with the great kitchen anymore, or like you moving, or what? Here's the thing: the kids are all old. You know, my kids are old, not like yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah. And um, do you just not need the space anymore? No, we we look. We have the house. We shoot there. Obviously, that Santa Maria style grill, yeah. that Argentine grill, is there. Yeah. Uh, the Evo's there. We still are there a lot, but we wanted to try and experience see if we liked living elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And we wanted urban living. So Kelly and I rented an apartment literally in the building above Not Not Tacos. That's where you're at right now? No, actually, I'm, oh. in, Hawaii. I'm in Hawaii right now for my mother-in-law's 85th birthday. Yes! Sweet! Hawaii. Well, aloha. We're in Maui. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, can can you yeah? Can you hang with me through a break here, and then we'll talk about maybe we'll talk about that Santa Maria style cooker, and then turkey, of course. This is all you, man. Yeah, all all right. you. All right. Stick around. Hang out for one second in Hawaii, if you can.
And we'll be right back with more Sam the Cooking Guy. I'll talk to you quickly about Green Mountain Grills in the meantime. Uh, Green Mountain Grills have some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. You have three different sizes to choose from. You have a Jim Bowie. That's the big one. You have a Daniel Boone. That's a medium size. And then you also have the Davy Crockett. Now, the Davy Crockett, a little bit different. That's the portable one. So now that we are in the teeth of football season, whether it's college or pros or both, if you want something that you can take with you on tailgates, Davy Crockett's going to be right up your alley. And you're really not sacrificing a ton of capacity for portability. If you don't have access to a traditional power outlet, you can take the 12-volt adapter and stick it right into the 12-volt outlet in your car. Away you go. Now, Prime Line is the newest one released earlier this year. It's built on a more robust chassis. It's got two internal meat probes, peek-in windows on the main cooking chamber, pellet hopper, a whole bunch of cool tech. If you don't want to spend the extra money on that, they do have that classic line. I have a couple of those in my backyard as well. Same size. So if you would Jim Bowie or Daniel Boone, on either side, the Prime or the Classic is going to be the same square inches. You're just getting a little bit more of a sturdier build, a little bit more features on the Prime. They do have pellets and sauces and rubs and all the other accessories that you want over at GreenMountainGrills.com. And the Prime Line does have the 12-volt technology for power on all of the cookers. So if you're in the market, check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. They are sold through dealers, so make sure you find a dealer that's near you. They will educate you make sure that you know how to use it properly so you feel like a pit master right off the bat. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Sam the Cooking Guy coming up. Stick around. Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show brought to you by The Smoke Sheet. Get in the know on everything happening in the barbecue world, including top news, events, recipes, and more. Started by Ryan Cooper and Sean Ludwig. Both of them traveling around the country to find the best barbecue news and then report on it. You can sign up for the newsletter and see the full events at their barbecue calendar, bbqnewsletter.com. That's bbqnewsletter.com, a great all-in-one resource for the live fire cooking industry. And we're back with Sam the Cooking Guy in Maui, Hawaii. It's real expensive. Hey, look at that. The smoke sheet. Look at you. Them right now. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, I, I think they every okay. once in a while they feature me too on the what to listen to. Here's the deal. Not all the time. I believe in you and yeah. what you like, I like. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for supporting those guests. You're welcome. They're going to be very, they're big fans of Sam the Cooking Guy too, by the way. A lot of people are. I mean, a lot of people in our, we, well, I don't know if we have, but you've definitely crossed over as a, sweetheart in the live fire industry because you know you do a lot of grilling on your show and i think i've introduced you to a niche group of maniacs and that they like cooking as well i mean it's fun look you you absolutely have but the thing that i know that uh that you know is live fire cooking you can't do all the time and there has to be other things you can do right so Maybe that's where my, you know, my nonsense comes in. Yeah. Though I did meet a guy a couple of months ago from Oceanside, California. 
that said he met him with his wife. They were fans. We talked, blah blah. And he goes, "I only cook. I only cook outside." Oh. I go like on what? And he goes, "I got a grill. I got a get green egg. Whatever." He's naming all this shit. And I go, "And so your wife uh, does she do the inside cooking?" He goes, "There is no inside cooking." Wow. I go, what, "What does that even mean?" He goes, "I do." 100% of the cooking, 100% of the time outside. Wow. And so look, Cleveland, you couldn't do that. San Diego, you could do that. Hawaii, you could probably do that. Yeah. But even when it's shitty in San Diego, and so like the worst day we could have, and it would be, I don't know what that would be, 58 degrees and raining. Yeah. You could still grill. Yeah. Easily. Because God invented this thing called a, a an umbrella. Yeah, or the pop up tent. The pop. Yeah, it's all you need. Yeah. I learned to cook chicken from my brother in law Bob, in Toronto, Canada. It might have been thirty. I don't know, twenty eight or thirty degrees. There was snow. <laughs> he brushed off the barbecue and he taught me how to. And I go, is this a problem? He goes. Not for me. Yeah. So. There you go. Sam, the cooking guy, joining me here on the show. Uh, by the way, thecookingguy.com, his website. Uh, also, the restaurant website, not nottacos.com, if you're going to yeah, be thanks. in the area. Uh, so, I mean, as I had mentioned at the top of the show, I'm not a huge uh, Halloween fan, uh, especially yeah. uh, for those that are over the age of uh, 15 or 16, you know, chopping around in their damn unit, whatever. However, in your case, I'll make an exception. This this Halloween nailed it with Salt Bay. Nailed it. Uh, I I have to be honest. I've never heard Salt Bay utter one word, so I will take your interpretation of him as being spot on, but I've never heard him say anything. That's the problem. Neither have I. Well, maybe that's maybe that's the beauty. <laughs> All you hear is this. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while on a plane, he does like this thing, and I, I'd have no idea what he's spelling. Uh, I don't know if it's in English or whatever, but uh, I mean, well, he's Turkish. Yeah, so... Turkish. Yeah. I mean, he's wildly it's... successful, right? You know what? Or what? is he not? Uh, no, he was ridiculously successful. Yeah. Um, from one restaurant and then he blew up and now there's a bunch of restaurants but the problem I hear is that they don't quite deliver what people's expectations are when you're so huge with 25 million Instagram followers you know the expectations are going to be freaking huge like you got to visit everybody's table, and you got to cut everybody's steak, and you have to do the sea salt dust in order to meet expectation. Dude, with twenty five million uh, <laughs> subscribers on you, followers on YouTube, you got to bang everybody's wife at every table. Wow, we that's a lot of that's a lot of beef well, to be thrown around, right? Some crazy expectations there. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy expectations, no doubt. So you <laughs> nail Salt Bay. It was a great video, fun. Uh, you cooked on the Santa Maria style grill, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, just to just to sear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's right, just to sear. Uh, yeah. Here's the most important question of the evening. Go ahead. Pick a favorite between my two favorite Sam the Cooking Guy Halloween costumes: Salt Bay 
or Paula Dean? Paula Dean. Hands down. Wow. Paula Dean. Like Here's not e- you didn't even waste a second thinking about no. Salt Bay or Paula Dean. You went right to Paula Dean. I, I think somehow I'm Are you akin to her? I think I'm just more comfortable playing a woman. I don't know why. I was I was Dr. <laughs> Phil and I was Guy Fieri. Yeah. But somehow my Paula Dean, my Martha Stewart, my Rachel Ray, it's more fun. And and who knows what the hell, as you said, Salt Bay's accent is. Right. I, I hope what, I hope it's yours. I hope it, I hope he sounds exactly like you thought he sounded. <laughs> but the Paula Dean is I think from a look standpoint, Salt Bay was more realistic. Uh, Paula Dean was way more entertaining. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So good. Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, you have but, but this. Check out my Dr. Phil, by the way. If you haven't seen it, almost an exact copy. Hmm. Of I morphed into Dr. Phil. Did you help people along the way during that? Yes, I Live did. cast? Good. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. All right. Uh, so let's talk about that Santa Maria-style cooker that you got. I mean, how many cooks yeah. are you in on it now? Like a small handful, would you say? No, we're only a few. Yeah. Just let me shout out well.com. Uh, they have a, a YouTube channel that that teaches welding. And I mean, when I say welding, I mean like specifics, like this particular bead, how to join these two things. Mm whether you use MIG or TIG or acetylene or whatever. And these guys said one day, let's make something pretty. And what could that be? And they came up with this and they went, we love Sam. We're, I don't mean we love Sam. Yeah. We're fans. Yeah. What if we made him a, one of these Argentinian style grills and gave it to him? And, and to, be, did. to be clear, these guys are not uh, grill or pit makers. No, oh no, no, okay. no, no. All right. They're they're welding instructors, really. All right. So they put this grill together for you and it looks great. They brought it to me and they put my face in the in the, the grates. And on the side? Insane on the yeah. side, the hand I mean I we talked about this back and forth a little bit, but it was really an amazing job. All right, so let's really. get down to the brass tacks. Yeah. How realistic is it that you're going to use it a lot? And how easy is it to use? It's as easy as setting a charcoal and or wood fire in any grill. All right. It's that simple. What I have to learn, I don't understand. I don't know wood yet. I really, I don't have my handle on how to deal with wood. So what I need to learn is how to build maybe a charcoal fire that will sustain itself and then put wood on top and let that I look I'm a virgin when it comes yep. to this stuff. Yeah, I mean you got it right there. So uh that and that's typically but you know we're, we're shooting we're shooting a rib episode soon that will just be on this thing. Like racks I, of ribs? Yes. Huh. Yes, yes, yes. So uh just for well, point of let me let me uh impart a, a just a small bit of wisdom. For the folks that are running those offset pits, like I have an offset pit, so you have a live fire running in there. The majority yeah. of us are lighting a charcoal chimney full of Kingsford or you know whatever your brand is, oh, yeah. uh, fully lit, raging fire. Throw it into the 
firebox. You throw it in when it's all white? Uh, yeah, all ready to go. You know, it's all lashed over, all ready to go. Throw it all in there so you have a full chimney full of raging hot coals. And then you take your sticks at that point. So now you have a fully involved bed of coals. And now you can start building a fire on top of that. And there you go. That's, that's all you need to do. How big are the sticks that you're putting in? Well, mine are, uh, you know, traditional wood splits that you'd get from a wood company. And then I take that split and I put it in my little kindling cracker and I crack that in half. Yeah. And that's the size split I use. Now, what's different for my use and yours is the firebox on my Lang is a, a little short for my taste. So I actually started cutting off an extra five inches in length. And that just makes that stick fit better in my firebox, so I have a better overall fire product. But for you, I don't think you would have that issue. And then you can just start, okay. you know, building your fire, you know, crossing I, it over, and there you go. I have a suggestion for you. Yeah. I say you take this that you do every Tuesday. Yes. Outside, you have somebody shoot it for you, and you teach people like basics like this. And I don't mean just hey, tonight's building a fire. I mean tonight's gonna build a fire. Maybe you use the art flame. Maybe you use a the the whatever. You got a million things out there. I can't imagine how many things you have. But plenty. But but maybe you show people um, we're gonna do a steak tonight, and here's how we're gonna do it. But you start from the ground up because people, you've got a lot of people that watch, but you shouldn't. Uh, I'm not that you do, but. We should never assume that people know everything. And when you talk about building the, the charcoal fire in the chimney and then dumping it in, this is all shit people I think should see. Hmm. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take that under advisement. Which, by the way, for everybody listening means I don't give a shit what Sam just said. I, Get that big stuff I, out of here. Listen to me. I don't have a million followers, subscribers on YouTube because I yeah, didn't. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to have you. The other night, by the way. What did you say? I said I tried that with Kelly. Oh, the other night. oh I bet that went over even worse than it went over with me. I tried to win her over with, yeah. you know, I don't have a million followers yeah. on. Guess what it did for me? Yeah. She said, uh, Sam, you will not. Be sitting in our bed tonight. Andrew, you are not the fire. That's right. Um, Turkey-wise, let's go real quick, uh, turkey-wise, because uh, so, you're not going to be on before we hit Turkey Day, of course. Uh, anything new? I mean, we're not going to go over the same old rehash shit, but anything new that you're doing this year or fun uh, here, stuff you're going to try? No, we took a poll on our channel oh? of our... What is it? What did you, what'd you say? Million and almost 200,000 subscribers. Nice. We took a poll and said, what do you want? Do you want an oven roasted turkey? Do you yes. want a smoked turkey? No. Do you want a deep fried turkey? Oven roasted. Who, you're saying oven roasted I, one? I think that always takes the day. Uh, for me, it would take the day. And I chose not. I said, I'm not going to give you my opinion until you guys vote. Oh. Deep fried. They really? I thought yeah. we. I thought people were past deep fried, and uh, everybody started venturing back into the iconoclastic oven roasted turkey. I kind of wish they would, because deep fried turkey to me is kind of a novelty. It's interesting, but 
It's not my thing. I don't like it. But I will do it because that's what the people want. All right. But as I said to Max, by the way, this gives me an opportunity to use that oil to deep fry a bunch of other shit before no doubt. we finish. No doubt. Right? Now, you... sandwiches, whatever. Have you done the... Uh, you've done fried turkey before on the show? Uh, or no? Maybe not on the show, but I've done okay. a deep fried turkey many times. Okay, so you know the whole safety, fill with water oh. pod, put the turkey in it. Look, I know why, okay. I know why it doesn't because people are fucking drunk. Right. Way people drunk. Try drunk. They've heard it simple. And when they hear it simple, what they're not hearing is simple means, you know, four and a half minutes a pound versus 15 minutes a pound. Right. That's they easy. just go, it's simple. They fill it up with oil to the top. They wait for it to get hot. They dump the turkey in. It's an ice cold turkey. It's yes. filled with it splutters like crazy it goes over it sets everything on fire. people are so wow i hope to bring a little sensibility and intelligence yeah to a deep fried turkey all right well uh so when will you be doing that i don't have much time in the next uh, week and a half all right so we'll be on the lookout for that if you're not subscribed to the Cooking Guys YouTube channel. I mean, where are you? Go to youtube.com slash the cooking right. guy, I think it is, and subscribe. You'll be one of the last few that hasn't subscribed, at least in the food world. I mean, you're you're probably one of the biggest food channels out there right now, I guess. You're a sweetheart. I yeah. love you. All Not right. true, but oh. I'm going with what you say. All right, let's do that. Uh, in the meantime, on the first Tuesday of the month, you will find saying the cooking guy right here. We didn't get to it, but I I definitely, in December, your gift to me can be talking about your new royal family besties. Oh, boy. Are we allowed to talk about that next month? No, but we'll try to. We won't? We can't? We'll try to. We'll we'll, we'll talk about it in a roundabout fashion. Maybe. Right. Okay. Uh, in the meantime, happy Thanksgiving. Give all your family Thanks, my bro. best, and we'll see you next month. We'll be talking before then. We always do. All right. Talk to you. There he is. Thanks. Sam the Cooking Guy. Right there on my show and talking about all the fun stuff, right? Yes. Not necessarily a huge food reveal, per se, but weighing in on any number of topics that we usually do when Sam shows up. I've I've picked his brain for... I have to go back and try and figure out where our first meeting was because I was a fan of his before he was even aware of who I was. I was watching at that point a show called the Sam Livecast. I don't remember exactly how I found that show, but it was kind of life-changing for me because here was Sam doing a live internet-based show and it was a cooking show and it was part talk show and part cooking show. So in the first 25, and you know, in the old days, the Sam Livecast would run an hour plus, and you had 15, 20, 25 minutes of Sam doing kind of what I do right now, hosting a talk show. He had an agenda to run through. They would talk about some current event stuff. They'd talk about listener emails that came in and answer questions, and then they'd run a little bit of a transition video, and then boom, Sam was in the kitchen and now they were off and running, and they were cooking live right there. And as he said, if it sucked, it sucked. If he cut his finger, he was bleeding for the rest of the show. 
He would have musical acts in. I don't know how many the Sam Livecast shows are actually still up on the internet, if there's a special archive. But if you've never seen it, totally worth the watch. It was magical. And then somehow we became uh, mates, if you will. And now he's on the show once a month here this year. So, wonderful. All right. That is Sam the Cooking Guy. Once again, his website, thecookingguy.com. NotNotTacos.com. That is not a chain. That is his restaurant. And it's in the San Diego area. With the, what do you call it, the Little Italy Food Cafeteria or something like that. So, if you're in Maui and you think you see Sam the Cooking Guy, you see Sam the Cooking Guy. He's right there. We'll wrap up the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Sam Zion for joining me this past two segments as we get ready to head on out of here. Don't forget, your first podcast release will be in about an hour from now. Second hour on Thursday, best of on Friday. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Malcolm Reed from How to BBQ Right, howtobbqright.com, How to BBQ Right all over social media, Killer Hogs Barbecue. We also talked with Chris Becker from cookingpellets.com. Weighed in a lot on the Traeger pellet class action lawsuit that's been filed against them. His thoughts on soaking pellets in oil and profits and doing it the cheap way and how they do it. And other manufacturers could be brought out to light as well. Hopefully culminating in having to put what's in the bag on the bag. Calling it out, as he said. In the second hour, Sam the Cooking Guy, all the way through. And look at these loyal centralites, please. All in the chat room. TNS Barbecue, the real Joey B. Guy the Cooking Sam. Smoking Joe's Pit Barbecue. Jim EQ. The list goes on and on. Always appreciate you guys hanging with me here every Tuesday live. I love the live viewers the most. Podcast listeners, I like you. I love the live viewers. Come on. Angela Iverson is also in. Darling of the Florida barbecue community in the world. Hey, AI, what's up? Big show planned for you next week. It's the second Tuesday. Meathead is out, but I do have backfills already locked up. We'll be talking turkey, of course. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Good night now.